Hey everyone, and welcome back to Any Crack with me, Shannon Callahan. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today, you know I love a good niche topic, so today I realized that um, students are going to be going back to school soon, I think, if they're not already, and so... I don't think anybody who listens is going to be coming to school in Dublin, and I don't really know if they know anyone who's going to be coming to school in Dublin, (laughs) but I thought it would be kind of a good time to reflect on kind of the lessons learned when I came over as a student and kind of give some unsolicited advice for anyone out there who might be going back to school, starting a new adventure. Some of it's kind of specific to like moving to Dublin to go to school, but I'm sure there's some that can be adapted to whatever scenario I find. It's this is the time of year. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of new beginnings. Um, And so I thought I'd kind of throw my two cents in for what I think, you know, people people might want to know. I am coming up this week on four years in Dublin. So kind of by the time this is published, just about, I will have celebrated four years here. So I think I am qualified to give some advice on um, lessons learned and just kind of thinking, yeah, thinking back on when I first got here and what I wish somebody had told me because I didn't know anyone who had done this and I had tried in various ways to seek people out who had and I was able to I was able to get some advice from people I think I've talked about that before Um, and I've kind of touched on it I suppose in my like my stereotypes the very kind of first question I answered in season one I think it was where I was talking about like stereotypes and expectations for Ireland and things like that I kind of talked about it then but I suppose now turning it into advice for anybody who might be coming here and starting fresh or if you're just kind of starting something new whether it's it could be school in the U.S. in a new place whatever it doesn't matter I'm gonna just give you some advice now okay enjoy it (laughs) so I, I suppose to start I should say I went to Trinity Um, So there might be a few things in here that are very specific to that institution and the way they run things and kind of the lessons that I learned based on the situations that I got myself in there. You know, take what works, leave the rest. I should also say I came in as a post-grad student, so I wasn't an undergrad. I was in a a one-year program versus like three or four years, so that also might change kind of what you need. But again, just take what works, leave the rest. Everybody comes to things with different experiences, so you might find that all of my advice is useless. It's fine. First up, I skipped orientation. I don't know if I've said that before, but I skipped orientation for Trinity. And in some ways that was totally fine. I like, I don't feel like I missed out too, too much on things. There were still opportunities to get my bank account sorted and to um, sign up for societies and, you know, clubs and activities. I think I was still able to kind of do a campus tour, sort of. I'm not a person who like really uses or like campus facilities, like both in my undergrad and at Trinity, I didn't like really use the library unless I had to. Like that's not where I find is it's I don't find it's a space for me that like works for studying or things like that. So in not getting a full tour, like I was fine. But I also think in some ways not going to orientation maybe was not helpful because 
I missed out on getting to meet the people in my program early and like starting to connect with them before classes started. I missed out on meeting people outside of my program, which ultimately was kind of, I think, the biggest detriment to not going to orientation. And so I kind of would recommend for people to weigh those and decide for yourself if it's worth missing or not you know especially because you're flying over like flights are pricey at various times like it might just be that it's cheaper and more affordable for you to fly and miss orientation or like if you have stuff on at home like there's a million reasons why you might skip it but I'd say for me ultimately the biggest if I could call it a regret I don't really know that I regret it but the biggest kind of regret of not going to orientation was just that I didn't know anyone I didn't meet people and even in meeting my housemates I was kind of late to meeting them now obviously we lived together so we saw each other every day it was pretty easy to get to know them but the the other circumstances like making friends with people in my program it took that much longer and then it took longer for me to um to just meet like I was meeting friends of friends versus meeting those people for myself the first time so depending on on yourself that's kind of my first piece of advice is determine what orientation could do for you and if it's worth it for you to go and if not then fine um I just as a side I didn't go because the lease on the apartment that I was in started on like the seventh and I think orientation was like the first let's say something like that and I didn't realize that they were gonna let people move in sooner Um, until I had already like booked my flights and like made my plans so for me I was like well I'm not gonna try to source accommodation for a week and like I just didn't see anything on the schedule of the orientation that felt super mandatory for me so that's why I decided not to go um secondly speaking of rent and accommodation this is probably like the most serious kind of advice that I have be weary of predatory rent schemes and just kind of predatory the the situation the accommodation situation in Ireland unfortunately it's like it's a crisis it's a housing crisis perpetuated not by a lack of housing but by a lack of affordable housing and so it's really easy to kind of get taken advantage of I would say for students coming over who aren't from Ireland or even if you're not from like Europe if you're not familiar with kind of the not that all of Europe is the same certainly I can think of a a few countries that are vastly different but I think a lot of European countries are experiencing housing crises in similar ways but just to say like if you're an American going to Dublin be wary that like there are people who are taking advantage of the fact that students are coming and don't really know what's going on so there's a few resources I'll try to remember to put in the description box threshold and citizens information are two kind of anon you can reach out to them anonymously and get advice so if you're just unsure about like tenancy laws and rights and you know is, if something doesn't feel quite right trust your gut reach out to somebody get some advice and some um some information before you sign anything or sign on to a lease and certainly be weary of like pricing and stuff unfortunately like the fraternity there's not a lot and for most college campuses they don't really have the like on-campus living situation that the U.S. tends to do Um, and like for me as a grad student like the opportunity to live on campus was basically non-existent because they I'm pretty sure reserve that housing for undergrad students so 
they have partnerships with student accommodation apartment buildings. I went through one of those. Um, I can talk about that more in a moment. But yeah, just to be weary and just to... Like, I had read a piece of advice on a Facebook group that, like, somebody had said, don't look for accommodation until you arrive in Dublin because if you're trying to do things virtually, it's a way to, you know, kind of get got. And so that, I would say, is a sound piece of advice. It can be stressful, you know, if you're like, oh, I have to live in a hostel or in a hotel, Airbnb for a few weeks before you find housing. And like, because housing is so tough to find, you'll be like reaching out to people and not get responses. But like, longer term you're gonna hopefully find then a really nice place to live with like really sound people and a decent landlord and things like that so something to pay attention to um in my experience like as I said I chose to live in a student accommodation apartment um where they required you to pay in full up front I think they had a second option of like you can pay half the rent now and then half the rent at the beginning of the new year so like basically term-based payments but that's still thousands of euro you're shelling out um for a place that like you haven't seen and like you're not really sure and it's overpriced like but I did it and I lived in a brand new space there were people who when I was there lived in a place that was a student accommodation that Trinity recommended and they ended up having massive mold issues and the students had to be moved out so they could fumigate and like moved all around before they could go back and settle like it was such a nightmare it made you know national headlines and things like that so like for me the student accommodation like it was a really really nice place and like I said it was brand new so you know it was clean and whatever but like the people who ran the accommodation like you know it was really hard to get mail because they had weird hours we didn't really have in my building specifically there was hardly ever anyone from staff there we had to go to the building next door it's really hard to get responses moving out was kind of a nightmare like and getting deposits back and things like that so like I don't like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place with housing in Dublin unfortunately so just kind of get familiar with groups that are helping people navigate that and don't be afraid to kind of get involved and like put pressure on the government because they need just as much as they need voices in like from Irish people pressuring them like they also need to hear from international students that like to get the pressure on because you know if something goes like makes international headlines they're gonna be fucked so I think yeah don't be afraid to kind of learn your rights early and like not to make it sound super scary like I had a, as I said I ended up having like a really good first year living experience just a few minor frustrations and like it was definitely overpriced most often it's just kind of the pricing but there definitely are predatory landlords and there's questionable people out there. So just be mindful of that and be patient, I would say. You know, don't go rushing into anything. Take your time because ultimately this is where you're going to live for the next year, if not longer. So you want to be somewhere that you're comfortable. Um, so yeah, kind of my advice would be to go slow. Uh, jumping back to kind of on-campus things, I highly, highly recommend joining societies, clubs, 
whatever um they're often like quite affordable just a couple euro to join them and then kind of the benefits that you get from your membership fees are really nice um there might be a few additional payments here and there but through my my joining of societies I was able to kind of build up a bit of a community that way I was able to volunteer I deepened my yoga practice and I was like drawing and getting back into art practice I attended really interesting talks and conferences um, and I met great people so definitely get involved um there's so many different ones kind of for most like I I, you'd be hard-pressed to not find something you're interested in and so it's a good way to meet like-minded people and kind of as I said start building community my next piece of advice do go out (laughs) it's one of those times in your life where you're like I feel like you should go into it with a say yes kind of mindset the more you go out the more networks you build and then the more like you know people that you meet who are going to be your your real true community and it doesn't have to mean like going out out right like you don't have to be like hitting all the pubs and the bars every weekend but just if there are social opportunities through a society that you joined or if your classmates are going out I do think it's a good idea to participate you never know who you'll meet And then just make time to recover after. If you're a person who's maybe more introverted or for whom social interaction takes a lot of energy, you know, gather that time to kind of recover. But I definitely think say yes should be the mindset because if you're in a completely new place where you know limited amounts of people, the only way you're going to get to know people is going out into the world. So, you know, mind yourself, take care of yourself. But I would encourage you to, to say yes. To opportunities more than you say no. This one is for kind of Americans specifically coming to Ireland. You will have a specific visa that allows you to work 20 hours when school is kind of in session and then 40 hours full-time when you're on your breaks. I kind of recommend getting a chill job, like emphasis on the chill because again, it's a great way to meet people and specifically kind of locals and get more integrated into the culture. Um, I really started feeling more settled once I started working, um, which was after I had finished my program. Volunteering kind of got me there a bit as well. Like when I was volunteering as a student, that was super helpful. So if you're like, oh my God, I can't, I couldn't do a job. There's too much going on. If you find a little moments where you can volunteer I think that would be really worthwhile because yeah you're just getting more familiar with language and tone and you know kind of the various differences and you're doing it more regularly so it feels a lot more natural leave the city (laughs) duh feels a bit obvious but it took me entirely way too long to leave Dublin for the first time I think I got really consumed with trying to get my bearings and manage expectations so it was like six to eight weeks I think before I went anywhere so don't be like that you know I imagine if you're going abroad for school you have a certain desire for adventure so think about the kinds of experiences you enjoy and go out and find them in the new place and especially if you're in Ireland like you're really never far so like get out go explore um even if it's just to kind of get outside of the city limits into something a bit more you know natural do it 
because you're going to feel a lot more reinvigorated when you do. And as you're meeting new people, obviously you can start to do that with them. Like I had attempted to join the hiking club at Trinity. I never ended up going on any of the hikes because the timings didn't work out. But like there are literally clubs to go and do activities like that as well. So just keep paying attention. Um, And then that kind of, yeah, what I was saying, I spent a lot of time trying to manage my expectations. And I don't really know. I think I said this when I was talking about in that first episode, like I don't really know what my expectations were, but I feel like it's really easy to daydream a perfect experience. But like, I think if I could like go back and change something, it would just be to slow down and on judging myself for not having the experience I thought I would have, even though I didn't have necessarily a specific experience. I just thought it would be easier, I think. And I thought it would be a lot like I thought I would slip into the comforts of my old life. Like I just thought those would be there in terms of like making friends really quickly because I've never struggled to make friends and things like that. So I thought that I would build up kind of my old life, but in this new life really quickly. And so I just, yeah, I wish I had kind of slowed down and just kind of took things as they came more and not really expected anything. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like if you're having trouble as well, just like seek out counseling services, like all of the universities have them and you can get them externally as well if you can afford it. If if you go in with a specific thing in mind, try to like dissolve that and just let the experience be what it is, whether that's good, bad, other or, or uninteresting or whatever, you know, like let it be what it is. Alongside of that, don't expect everything to be great all the time I think it's really easy to feel this pressure because people I I don't know I feel like people sometimes just think you're like on this extended vacation right like you're you're going abroad for school like how exciting how amazing and every time people check in they're like oh my god do you love it oh my god is it you know is it everything is it wonderful and like the reality is it's just life and like some things are wonderful some things are really kind of shitty and some things are very average uninteresting not worth noting you know, it's not like it's not always this great adventure. Sometimes it's just kind of is what it is. Most of the time, it kind of is what it is, you know? And certainly as things are new, I think you can feel a kind of pressure to like always have a great day or to always have a story or to always have, you know, something worth saying, but it's okay to just like have a day where it's not a learning opportunity or a sharing opportunity or a photo opportunity like sometimes things are just sometimes things are just off and like you can give yourself permission to not always enjoy yourself you can give yourself permission to just let the experience be what it is yeah similar to managing expectations so I suppose this one's kind of like you know don't let other people make you feel like it's this weird kind of like nobody's actually putting pressure on you but you feel like you have to be like performing this oh my god look at me I'm I'm abroad like I'm Emily in Paris I've never seen the show I don't know if that's what she does but like I'm kind of envisioning this like romanticizing of like an American going abroad and like having this you know movie life or this tv life when it's not always it's not always like that so another piece for if you're coming to Ireland that can kind of it can be applied insert whatever country here but remember that Irish culture is not American culture 
So there will be differences, small differences, big differences, inconsequential differences. It can be fun to recognize the quirks and kind of, you know, the oddities and whatever. But remember as well that you, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but like you're the guest in the situation. So like, you know, you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone. You're putting yourself outside of how you were raised to live and the way that society worked. And it's going to be different. And not to say that, you know, if something's wrong, that feels really wrong that you can't speak out. It doesn't mean that you have to just automatically like clone yourself to all of the ways that Irish people are. That's not it at all. But just remember that like you're not going to get as many snack options in grocery stores. That's okay. Part of assimilating to new culture is giving up some of the routines and the comforts of your own. And it doesn't mean you abandon the way you were raised. It doesn't mean that you abandon everything you've ever known it's kind of a a both and I suppose you know make it's it's make space for learning new ways to live and at the end of the day you still have access to mostly the same things but then there's just it's you're making space for new things you know you're you're just opening your mind I suppose is what I'm trying to say open up your mind to the fact that though there are quite a many similarities there are a lot of differences and it can be really fun to learn what those differences are and to allow yourself to experience them whether they're you know kind of differences in how people go out or differences in how the education system is differences in how people talk like whatever it comes to be just kind of making space not abandoning your own your own ways but don't go into a space kind of I would recommend not to go into spaces expecting it to be exactly as it was like good example U.S. customer service we're used to people coming over to us constantly checking in on us constantly asking us if we're okay do we enjoy it blah 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 that's not really the same here so if you go to your first restaurant in Ireland and you're ignored and you're like oh this is so annoying why is nobody paying attention you just have to realize oh okay maybe that's just not how things are done here oh okay they're actually really helpful if I flag them down but for them they're leaving us to have the experience they're not trying to create it which is how American customer service is kind of is supposed to be you know like the it's the customer service people who make the experience whereas here in Ireland it's just kind of like no you're having an experience and the server is relatively inconsequential to that unless you engage them and bring them into it and then you can have a you know a bit of fun or whatever but they're not the ones they're not putting on a show for you so stuff like that if you feel yourself being like oh why is it not like this just kind of check yourself a bit and say oh okay this is just different and then obviously like if it's really egregious like you can speak up but like it for the small things you know I think that makes sense I don't know how many pieces of advice I just gave you We'll say approximately 10, 8, 7, I don't know. But you didn't ask for any of them, so I'm going to leave it here. I think this is something that I can kind of come back to and revisit and perhaps revisit with other people. You know, did they have the same experience that I did? Are there things that they would, are these kind of pieces of advice they would agree to or would they want to add to? So maybe next year I'll come back with more. Until then... For those of you starting school, if you're coming over to Ireland or otherwise, enjoy this time. It's exciting. It, it really is exciting. And I hope you find this helpful. And if not, as I said, take what works, leave the rest. 
Be sure to share this episode with anybody you know who might be going through something that aligns with what this episode's about. Give us a follow on, I'm on Instagram, Any Crack Podcast. You can follow on or subscribe whichever way the various uh, platforms allow you to get notified when there's new episodes. Um, you can like and comment and rate it on some of them as well. All the rest, you know the deal. If you want to reach out for something more long form, that's anycrackpodcast at gmail.com. There are exciting things in the works coming forward in the next few weeks if I can get my editing game on point. Um, so until then, I will chat to you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.